Hello and welcome to the Robot Dice Explosion podcast. I'm Ben and it's just me for this little intro. Uh, Ol and I forgot to record one when we were in the same place. So in this episode we get Jason from GCT Studios on the line and we talk to him about an upcoming box set release uh, which is the Wolf Clan. Jason talks us through the way that he approached designing the box set and we do our usual thing if you've listened to our Bushido podcast before where we go over the profiles and just our initial reactions to them but with the benefit of their designer being on the phone. So that's pretty cool. Jason's mic does cut out occasionally, so just bear that in mind. So, here we go. Hello, how's it going? Yeah, not bad. Yourself? Yeah, good. Uh, so we're going to talk to you today about uh, the up clan, upcoming Wolf Clan uh, release. Uh, yeah, the uh, Bushido's latest faction. Um, uh, not the clan that everybody was expecting. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the Wolf Clan is uh, the Tanaka family. Uh, they uh, fought against the prefecture of Ryu in the Dragon Wars on the side of Clan Shiho, uh, the Eagle Clan. Uh, and at the end of the war, they had to bow to the dragons as the new prefecture, the new rulers of the Joir Isles. Uh, but they always held the loyalty for the Eagles. And what we're introducing now is a, uh, a group of the Wolf Clan who are in open rebellion. They are actually fighting against the dragons in preparation for the return of uh, the, uh, the, the Shiho uh, Daimyo, uh, as some people have already seen. I, okay. like, I like them already. <laughs> yeah, so this... Um, you mentioned that it's perhaps not the clan that people were expecting. Um, and I suppose people were expect- expecting Shiho with the icon starting to appear on like Ronin cards and stuff like that with the new edition. Uh, um, so they're not Shiho, but they're... Allies? Yeah, well, so um, you, you can describe the- it best. Yeah, this uh, they're going to be the first of what we've been calling sub-factions. Uh, so the, uh, they're all going to have the Shiho faction icon, so they are Shiho models. Uh, as far as your faction goes, you can mix and match them with your Shiho models that you already have, or when the, the full faction's released, any Shiho model, uh, they will go in Shiho themes because they are Shiho samurai, samurai, Ashigaru, what have you. Yeah. Um, but they're also a self-contained group. So there is a theme list that will come with the box set of models uh, and only Wolf Clan will go in that theme list and that will be allow you to play this clan on its own. Um, but once the full Shiho faction comes out, you can mix and match them almost entirely as you see fit. There are a couple of models that only go in that theme list, so you will only get them if you're playing Wolf Clan. Yeah. Uh, but it does mean those people waiting for Shiho, you, you haven't been gazumped. Uh, <laughs> this is still your faction uh but it's just a different part of it. And going forward, we hope to do this with some other uh, factions as well. Um, one thing we don't want is to just keep making models for factions that don't really need anything else. You know, it's difficult to to think of what else certain factions would want beyond the ones that we've we've got concepted and, and, and are coming. Yeah, eventually. I, I think there's almost an entire podcast topic there about mm. at what point do you stop adding to a faction? Pygmy faction. Um, <laughs> It's in the game. It's in the game. But I mean, you look at uh, Cult of Your Eye. There's so many. I mean, I think that's the biggest faction. It is, now. I um, believe. But you look at prefectures. Like, well, I'm not sure where we can necessarily go. Um, but this this is interesting because this 
is a little bit reminiscent of the the prefecture have a couple of models which are is it the Satu family? So Satu Iju and Satu someone else. The uh, yeah, the hair clan basically. Yeah. So yeah. It, absolutely the the we could definitely do a hair clan box set. They would all have the prefecture symbol. Yeah. We would put a theme list in there and some of them would only appear in the hair clan theme. Um we've we've thought of other ones for the other factions so maybe another temple for the temple of rokan they'd all have the rokan symbol but they'd all say these are actually from this other temple yeah um we've actually got about 10 of these for cult uh no shortage of inspiration <laughs> that's the interesting thing that cult is already the biggest faction but i think in terms of being able to plumb japanese mythology and folklore uh no faction has as much uh potential as cult you're right there's just so much weird shit in Japanese mythology. Wow, that's a shocker. <laughs> yeah, every time I do research on basically any models that we do, uh, I end up on Wikipedia or various wikis and websites. And, yeah. uh, I've got a few books as well. And there's always also, I'll just write this down for a future cult model because yeah. you'll you'll just stumble upon one while you're going through research for some. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, some form of, uh, cami or something which has got a giant eyeball in his butthole. I, I think that's one of them. Oh, I don't want more camis. <laughs> it's not a cami. I can't remember what it is. It's... <clears throat> I th- I, I'm, I'm good then. I just don't want them, the, the cami list to expand because it's plenty annoying. Anyway, back, <laughs> back to the topic. Um, I think I'd, I'd be interested to hear like what, what the brief was for these guys. Uh, so uh, this is it's kind of interesting if you if you're into game design at all. Um, the the Minimoto was the first clan that I did, mm-hmm. and they were very much based around some mechanics. Uh, I wanted to make the tank faction, but not like any other game had done it. So that's where they got things like Bear Stands Alone, because yeah. in almost every other game, tank factions have to uh, break up. They all have to be near each other. Somebody will give out an aura buff, yeah. and that makes you tank up. And somebody will give you another one, and then you you overlap six of these auras. Your guys are indestructible, but they all have to stay in a big clump in the middle. So, yeah, one I, of the I think especially did... on a twenty-four inch board, that's that's really dull just to have like a clump in the middle. Yeah, it also potentially wouldn't work with some of the scenarios. Like you just go like, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, scenario. so we allowed them to <clears throat> spread out and get benefit. Uh, we also gave them a benefit when they took damage because that's the other problem you get with a lot of tank factions. Their defenses, their armor, or you know whatever it is in the game get so high that you just can't hurt them. Uh, anybody who's played, say, 40k before the current edition, if somebody brought an army of land raiders okay. and you had all your plasma weapons, you would know exactly what it's like. You just you look at it and go, well, I can't do any damage. Yeah. And that's not fun either. It's a quick so game. we made it so that <laughs> it can be. They, they quit as soon as you set up. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so because the, uh, the samurai in the Minamoto take damage and gain a benefit from it, you actually kind of want to get them in there and take some damage, which yeah. means your opponent is at least getting somewhere. Well, they're, they're a tank faction that wants to, that wants to have a punch-up as well. I, I've, I've been on the wrong end of, uh, of the Tetsubo uh, a few times, and they can put out some serious damage when they need to. Um, yeah, and it was interesting just how high we could push their survivability and their damage output to almost ridiculous levels just because of the one thing that I said, which was they're going to have movement four and that's going to be it. They, they're yeah. never going to have any out of activation movement. They're never going to have any speed increases, anything like that. Um, and, and these sort of these meta rules, these mechanics is what sort of defined that faction. 
Uh, and then we go to the wolf faction. And this is kind of the opposite. It's what we call a top-down faction, where we just get the idea, which was, I want to see them attack like a wolf pack. Mm. And you attach the mechanics to it that let you do that. So uh, in a bit of research on how wolves hunt, it's uh, they basically run after you and you run away from them and they just keep going and they won't attack for some time until they've really worn you down and you're exhausted and then like three of them will jump on you at once yeah uh, so it's this idea of persistence hunting so uh what we did was we lowered their um the the melee stats so all the top end samurai have three instead of four but we increased the benefits that they get against exhausted models and the benefits they get for outnumbering so a lot of them have coordinated attack and a lot of them have a unique effect to give them a benefit against exhausted models. So it, it sort of replicates that, <laughs> um, that idea of persistence hunting. Yeah. Um, and then the, the second big one is, uh, I think a lot of people saw it because it was in the rule book. We added a trait in the new edition called Pack. Obviously, it's for the Wolf Clan. <laughs> uh, and uh, that, that also adds another element to it where they can, um, even outside of... Uh, non-unique models that, that could have group say uh, they can gang up and i'll activate at once yeah it, it, so. it feels pack feels like um it feels a bit like group but it's it's, it's mechanically different um but it, it's reliant on like a pack leader essentially yeah definitely i mean some of them have pack zero yeah um which which means that they can only be chosen to follow somebody they can't be chosen to initiate a pack action and um, but uh, the uh, the alpha, for example, has some high numbers in there, and she can uh, she can take two models within six inches, and they can all activate at once. And that's obviously is you move them all in, you're, they're immediately outnumbered. After the first two have attacked, they're definitely exhausted, and then you've got at least one more attack, and then you know they've also got another um, a, another activation each, which they could use next activation and that usually kills somebody off from um, experience with the brothers. That's, that's usually enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I think when I was describing the faction prior to uh, play testing, I was describing it to all and um, it was essentially like it, it's an activation puzzle uh, similar to the brothers and the sisters uh, or the princesses, sorry. Um, but it is very much its own feel. Um, the brothers sort of, plod along a little bit and then explode and hopefully deal some serious damage all in one go. These guys you could argue that it feels like the same thing but actually in play it doesn't at all uh, it's a lot the, of... The uh, tactical manoeuvring you need to set it up is very different from what yeah. the brothers do. Yeah and it's, it's not sort of, you're not forced to you're not forced in a situation where you don't have many activations. You still have plenty of activations um and you're trying to get people to engage you so you can tire them because you've got tireless and mm. that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I didn't uh, set out to do it the same as them, but uh, I think you posted in the playtest forum that this is another uh, another activation puzzle to solve. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, it is. I, I hope it doesn't <laughs> like overlap with what they do. I don't think it does. I think really it's it's an activation puzzle as the box set as it's been designed, and. Because it's whilst it is a self-contained box that you you can still use it with uh, the Shiho when they arrive. So uh, there will be ways to use these wolf models within the Shiho in different ways. So I think it is an activation puzzle, but it's not quite as extreme as the brothers. 
um, and it feels quite a bit different as well. Like the brothers need to uh, need to. Uh, you, you need a, you need a plan for every single brother, and you need to do the right thing, and in, they need to come in, together in, in coordination. Yeah, this is feels more ad hoc. You can set it up, and then you can spring it. Yeah, but it didn't have. It wasn't a multi turn plan that you needed to execute. And I found this a lot easier to sort of outflank people rather than with the brothers, where you yeah. the brothers need to stay together, and you rely on whatever else you filled the list with yeah. to do any flanking. This, as a list, was much more interested in, in moving around and. Uh, Trying to get, yeah, it's more opportunistic. Yeah, yeah, I think which, so. Which which seems quite thematic, actually, and and more forgiving. Um, mm, I, I don't know about that. In the activations, what yeah, I, oh yeah, true. What I found was uh, once a model dies, you're in trouble. Although with the brothers, once a model dies, you're probably done. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah. It depends which model, I guess. Um, these also, you can feel three tireless models uh, yeah. if you put hunt on somebody. At the right time, uh, and that you know, if they're just hitting your three tireless models, which is fairly easy to set up, you can waste a lot of their activations that way. I think. Yeah, and you've got a bit of bodyguard uh, floating around as well, where you can uh, you can start dictating mm. where you have uh, engagements happening. I suppose, um, and of course, one of the models can hand out tireless. So uh, yeah, that's yeah, I think you've gone unlucky in some of our playtest stuff. Where, the, I mean, the first game it sort of just fell apart because Minotaur showed up. Oh, Minotaur with his bloody anchor. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, Minotaur should be everyone's Achilles heel in, in a way. Like you know, it's, it's I mean, he, he only does the one thing, so yeah, very well. And he had Tyler's as well, so it made it really hard for me to <laughs> deal with him, uh, especially with all those cheap junk profiles going alongside him. Um, yes, Tyler's. All from the theme. From yeah, the from theme, the theme. Yeah, yeah. You don't put it on anyone else, really. Like, well, there's no point in putting it on Lua, but anyway, this isn't about the jungle, um, <laughs> and it's not about how terrible I am at Bushido either. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think what's interesting to me about releasing these guys before the Shiho is it's sort of laying the groundwork for the narrative. Um, so, because I, I remember talking to Gordon long ago about their original ideas with Bushido where they were going to have like the narrative moving forward all the time. Mm. And of course, like that, that takes a lot of resources to do and um, didn't quite pan out in, in, in the way that they had intended. Uh, but stuff like this, I think, is, is an interesting way to do that. Um, was, was that part of the thought process? Uh, yeah, partly. I mean, we, we're, we're basically spending this year... Um, preparing for the black eagles return so mm. uh, we with the new edition we gave out the drunken master version of hiroto yeah and that's sort of before he returns to the clan really which is why he doesn't work for shiho a lot of people were saying you know why does the the leader of the shiho not go in a shiho mm. faction warband uh, there will be a completely new version of that character who will be uh, hiroto the black eagle um, and he will essentially be the daimyo of the clan and we're we're laying the foundations for him to come back and say, these Juar Isles are mine. I'm taking them back. Yeah. And this is part of it. They know that he's back in the Juar Isles. He's not sort of took over the, uh, the clan again yet. Um, but in preparation for that, uh, the, um, the head of the Tanaka house has sent out his daughter with some samurai and they are now actively working against the dragons. Yeah, because part of the background is, uh, with, with the uh, Tanaka clan is that they're... Well, I mean, they, they, they've submitted. So they are officially under 
Really? Yeah, but I, th- I think some of the background I read was that they were, like, a lot of the men were at court, ah, essentially, okay. so that they could be kept an eye on. Is oh, that right, Jason, or am I making things up as I go? Uh, yeah, the, um, uh, the the city where they live is literally down the road from Ryu. It's the closest okay. city to Ryu, so the, like the seat of the Dragon Clan's power with a huge dragon army is a day's march from the wolf capital. So they had to, uh, yeah. they had to surrender. <clears throat> they had to say, "We'll now serve the new prefecture, um, the Dragon Clan," and the the clan itself ostensibly is still loyal to the dragons. And to do that, the the leader of the clan has had to basically say <laughs> that his daughter is a traitor. And that she's now excommunicated from the clan, essentially. But obviously, in reality, they still, you know, send her supplies, and mm, yeah. uh, she can take refuge in any Tanaka stronghold or anything like that. But like officially, she's uh, she's in open rebellion, which is why the the theme list is called Open Rebellion. Yeah, very nice, actually. It's a, it's a good way to build the narrative and set the stage. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking these, like starting with uh, Hiroto. Mm. And, and a little bit of background packaged with him, and then this box set coming out, a bit of uh, background packaged with them. Um, I, I'm, I'm really liking this way of doing narrative because not everyone can do, you know, you have to be a big company to start doing seasons of a game and, like, you know, so, moving the narrative forward like wholesale like that. Uh, that's, there's a lot of development that yeah. goes into into doing that. So, yeah, the, the logistics side of it just. I mean, just even doing the playtesting and uh, let alone the actual working or the sculpting and casting done yeah. for everything. And then expecting people to like buy new things all the time. Like, I, I think this is, uh, yeah, I think this is a really cool way to do it. So, I don't know, is, is there anything else you want to talk about before we just uh, start having a look at the profiles themselves, Jason? Uh, no, if you want to get into the profiles and then uh, when like specific abilities come up and things, I can uh, I can talk about those. Yeah, is it worth uh, perhaps that I start with the theme? Like normally we end with a theme, but the theme is so somewhat important. Uh, yeah, I, I think it sort of defines what you're going to play if you play if you want to play the Wolf Clan as opposed to just playing a Shiho list. So yeah, let's let's go I'll with just that. Just bring that up. Uh, okay, so Open Rebellion. All models gain Scout naught two inches. Uh, once per, ca- per game, declare this ability in the starting phase. Enemy models with marked wound boxes receive a minus one penalty to their movement statistic until the end phase. And then you've got once per game in the starting phase, the opposing player loses all pass tokens and cannot generate pass tokens until the next turn. Uh, yeah, permitted wolf models and run-in canny. Uh, so that means you can have... Eagle. Yeah, yeah uh, that means you can have a, uh, a wolf ancestor spirit. Oh, yeah, of course it does. Interesting. I like that. Yeah, I, I haven't actually had a look through the, the running Kami and, and the icons that they have on them, but uh, is is it just the Ancestor? Uh, yeah, uh, it's a Shiho Kami, so it's the yeah. only one, as far as I can think of. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I, every, yeah, I, I'm always so tempted to try and like make alterations to the model to make it specific to mm. each clan. Um, I've, done, I, I've done it for the Eto, but yeah, I I like the third benefit, getting rid of um, pass tokens. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a real bummer for ninjas. Um, That's why I like it. What? So, yeah, Jason, what what's the thought process behind the last benefit there, the removing of pass tokens? Uh, so that one actually, uh, like I was talking about before, that one 
is a mechanics-based thing. That one came up having played them a few times. And uh, they, like you say, they play an activation game. They've got tireless mm -hmm. models. They really need to control who are, who's activating when they can actually use their uh, their tokens. So people who can generate excessive amounts of past tokens, like some prefectualists and yeah. ninjas, uh, really could just void that entirely. So just a once-per-game ability. Um, it, it, if you use it at the right time, it really evens that out. And yeah. you, can, you can have one <clears throat> perfect turn, essentially. I think we're probably talking like a, a turn two or three, aren't we? Um, yeah, it looks like one of those uh, well, turn two or three yeah. abilities. I think the other one's probably more late game. Yeah, I mean, this this was when I spoke to Adam, I was like, oh, yeah, I'd probably do it turn three. And he was like, well, if I'm playing ninjas, you should do it turn two, because that's when I'm going to decide what's going to happen for the rest of the game. Yeah, and it's where, where he sets them up. Yeah. So if you can force him to make blind choices for the first, like for where he puts the ninjas initially, you're going to be in real trouble potentially. Especially with ninjas where, like, it seems like the meta has shifted slightly to always taking two tireless models. Mm. Because that's real strong. Um, yeah. But you, yeah, it, it at least weakens that if he's not able to just keep passing until he's ready. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is if he, yeah, he's got two tireless models, you could, if you've got more models, you can just essentially force them to activate, can't you? Yeah. And you've got three tireless models mm. who he's probably going to have to invest some activation tokens into attacking. And being samurai, they're reasonably defensible. He's not going to just murder them. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the Tyler because you can effectively just put everything into defense until you're ready, hmm. which is what the ninjas normally do. <laughs> so the so the second ability, uh, the the movement penalty. Um, this is that interesting. One was, that one was much more of a top down thing again. Like uh, again, wolves will often hamstring somebody to slow them down while they just keep chasing them. And then you're having to run away whilst one of your legs doesn't work and it's bleeding. <laughs> uh, and that's not good for anybody. Again, it exhausts people quicker. And this was my uh, way of putting that into the uh, the theme list. Um, penalties to movement are quite rare in this game as well. Yeah, There's only a few. Like There's a lot of things that stop you from running or stop you from charging, but there's not or many things that are straight up. Yeah, there's not many mm. things that straight up minus or movement. Difficult terrain. Yeah, so yeah, the minus movement... How much range attack do you have access to? Because obviously this works really well if you can shoot people. So there's two archers in the box. Uh, we'll get to them in a bit, minute, but they're both uh, very competent archers. Uh, so that, that's a good way of, of setting this up. I think this is a, an ability that I would really struggle timing well. Um, Early or late? And it depends with certain factions, with certain scenarios. Like if you... If, if it's the three zones across the middle, I'm, forgive me, I forget the name of it. But if if your opponent has sort of gone all out on a couple of zones, mm. but now he needs to really move over to yeah. pressure that third zone, that seems like a really good time to, to, to play it. Um, it's really interesting in uh, a Vim scenario. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you thought you could make it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah no, good point. Yeah, um, so I, I assumed it would be used late game. Uh, because more models would be damaged, and then you can you've got that um, threat advantage and the maneuvering advantage, which is obviously it's huge in Bushido. I think we found that when we uh, when we increased the Ito movement by one, they became an entirely different faction essentially. Yeah, I mean um, to digress quickly, like with the Ito changes, I think a lot of people who played Ito before 
were shocked at how much softer they were, like the, the loss of the wound, the loss of a lot of the armour. Um, speed makes them terrifying. But that, that speed increase just completely changed the way they play. I love it. Yeah. I, plus one to them obviously changed the entire faction. They play completely differently to how they used to. So minus one to presumably most of your enemies by late game. Yeah. Uh, if it's, you know, getting to idols or uh, especially VIMs getting to deployment zones or whatever could make a huge difference. Uh, but then I did see it played um, very early with the ranged. Uh, actually, we might have been using the Ashigari, which aren't coming out yet, but um, putting some ranged on and making sure that even if they run, then walk into melee, they couldn't reach you. Uh, and just, it really, again, you, you can have your tireless models on one flank and then your ranged models on the other flank and you totally dictate who's going to hit and where. Yeah, interesting. Um, and so, yeah, the last the last benefit of the scout, uh, I guess that's well, yeah, I mean, it gets you two inches onto the board. Is what was the idea there? Uh, yeah, scout's kind of a, a a default thing for anybody who I think should be aggressive. It's it 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 kind of more than just the advantage it gives you. It puts you into a mindset of I'm further on. I'm going to go and you know attack somebody, yeah. which I think the wolf clan should have had. Um, so uh, it, it kind of works. I've noticed putting it into a, a theme that, that didn't have it before and watch somebody play it and they tend to go forward and they, they think, oh, I'm already there. I might as well yeah. you know, actually go for it. So it's almost like a psychological trick to make people play them how I thought they, 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 would, they would be on the table. Yeah, I, I guess it gives you a slight advantage uh, getting early objectives potentially in early zones. It's potentially um, quite big, I hmm. found, having played list with a handful of scout models. Yeah, it, it can be very significant. Uh, it also because because scouts can set up uh, later. Yeah. Um, it it yes, also I kind think. of represents the 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 wolves, uh, the actual wolves, not the uh, um, the samurai who are wolves, but they've got a couple <laughs> of wolves who have the advanced senses and they can sort of scout and they know where the enemy are before yeah. they have to commit yeah. to these. Yeah, I guess, like you say, the idea with the uh, top-down design is that you've got these wolves tracking people for ages, wearing them down, and they will strike when they're ready. So it sort of reflects that. You spring the ambush when you want to, which which is sort of represents. Okay. Right, let's get on to some of the profiles then. So I'm going to start with uh, the alpha herself, uh, Tanaka Tsuki. So she's uh, 21 rice, so she's she's a pricey samurai. Uh, she's got the Alpha Samurai and Wolf uh, keywords, uh, three melee with boost of three, three range, uh, four movement boost of three, and two key six. Um, I think they've all got six wounds as well. Is oh no, they haven't. No. Well, she's got six wounds. <laughs> um, she's running with the paired swords, the Dai Show plus one strength, and combo attack one, drag defense zero. Uh, bravery, coordinate attack wolf, endurance, leadership wolf, uh, one six inches, pack two six inches, prowess melee one, and tireless. Lots of stuff. Um, yeah, all oh, thoughts. <laughs> uh, scary? She is. I mean, she is, and she, the, the, the melee three makes her quite a different proposition for, from a bunch of other models in her price range. Yeah. She's much, She needs to be used in coordination with other things to really see the benefit. 
where where some of some of the twenty ish key models are something you can sort of easily pilot on their own, and you'll just go and wreck stuff. Yeah, I I definitely don't. I don't. She she is reasonably capable of defending, but I think she really wants to be springing out with the pack and a couple of the models that we'll get to in a minute. Um, yeah, I mean, with, with the, all <coughs> the leadership pack coordinated attack, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. clear. But we, as we talked about, that's the thematic idea. So I forget, in, endurances, you don't lose a melee die when you are uh, yes. out of activation tokens. Yeah, so, I mean, that the combos, uh, it kind of overlaps, but sort of combos with tireless, like, even if you are exhausted because you've done your ambush and your attack, if she gets attacked, she's still fine. Yeah, I, th- I think that's important considering her cost and the three, yes. um, the three melee skill. Uh, so one one big thing I would say about her as well, um, just looking at that one card, um, these are coming out in a box set, but this is not a starter set. I wouldn't recommend oh, no, somebody no, no. try to to learn all this as as their first faction. Uh, this is more of an advanced set for uh, for people who already play or have seen at least know the game before they uh, they want to dive into somebody it, with it would be tricky to tra- start with oh there's too much to 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 start the game with um like i think when i when i said like it's an activation puzzle i think that's why it's interesting so someone who's been playing for a little while it's an interesting thing for them to play with and to try and figure out the puzzle um yeah so yeah yeah i understand that with uh with, especially with all the interactions of these different rules across the whole box. So uh, Leadership Wolf is uh, obviously just going to help out generally. I can't remember the... I think there's quite a lot. I think they're all two key, aren't they, Jason? Often yeah, they're all samurai, so they're all two... Uh, I think they're all two six, actually. It might be one, two, eight. Yes, mm-hmm. there is. There are, uh, yes, one, two, yeah. eight. Yeah. But it also applies to the actual wolf, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it applies to anything that's called yes, the wolf but... keyword. So the actual wolf uh, models, uh, they will benefit from it as well. But, but the only one, are the two key as well? No, they're one key. Okay. But we'll get to them because they've got some other stuff which is relevant to that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, her key feats, uh, she's got Doug Hunt, Hunt is the interesting one. Yeah, well we'll leave that one to last then. So we've got, uh, she gained, she's got Doug Cote, so she can gain faint one uh, for two key. Uh, faint is... You can force uh, your enemy to re-roll one of their defense dice. Okay. Vicious Uh, strike where you gain sharp plus one for one. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to show up a lot. Um, One of the other sort of things for this, which is kind of the top-down thing, but not really. Uh, I've given them sharp where any other clan would have armor piercing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I... I mean, sharp obviously is more effective per point than than arm pierce or pierce, except tough is is far less common. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. But if you have models with tough, facing sharp is really scary. Because yeah, absolutely. These, the, the, uh, most models with tough are very depending on having it to reach the survivability you normally expect them to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's going to be pretty good at killing uh, Kairi with combo attack and sharp. That seems good. Um, so yeah, so Hunt is uh, like her, her signature key feat, I guess. So it's, it's one key, active, target six inches once per turn. Target-friendly model gains tireless until the end phase. 
during playtesting, I didn't use this once. Uh, that might have been a problem. Uh, it does seem like a mistake not to do that. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I I get it because you're like, oh, I can do this, but you also want her to go out and do things. I was so concentrating on the uh, pack dogpiling on people yeah. to kill someone in one of my activations, essentially. To, um, hunt, yeah. hunt is uh, a patient ability. You stick it on someone who's up front. Yeah, well, it's any friendly model, so you can just whack it on a, on a dog. Oh, sorry, on a wolf. Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, but yeah, the wolves don't come with it, so... But uh, basically, like, you, you have someone up front, and you're like, well, you're going to blunt the enemy charge. Yeah. And then once we've gone in next turn, I'm going to spring the pack. Yeah, so this, this one... Um... I think I got a lot of uh, reports saying the same thing during playtesting, that they just weren't using it, and I thought this was part of the key to the entire faction. Um, so I think it went down. It started at cost three, which is actually entirely reasonable for that ability. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, when we made it so that she could only be recruited into the theme, so she's not going to be in a normal she-ho land. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to, to, so she doesn't have to be balanced against the entire faction, basically, just the models in this box. I dropped it right down to one. And I think at that point, it's just crazy not to use it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, th I think maybe it was three when I play tested, And I can see that even at cost three, being able to use that on any future Shiho model that comes out would be basically broken. Um, it's potentially problematic. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, you could say any uh, you know target-friendly model with, with wolf keyword. Or I, I like it but better trouble, this way. Yeah, I mean, the trouble with, with tying it down to wolf is that you then can't really use it on any other future models, but then you have to use it only on models which are going to be constrained in their use anyway. Now, so it, this is neater. Yeah, it, I think it's yeah crucial uh, to use this. Um, so yeah, you mentioned one unique effect, which is that she can't be uh, used in any other any other. Yes, yeah, she, well, she she can only be used in the rebellion theme. Yes, open rebellion theme. So even if you're not running a theme with Shiho, you still can't use her. Uh, so her other unique effect is common across quite a few of these models. Uh, this model gains plus one melee pool when engaged in a melee exchange with an exhausted model. Obviously, that's the top-down thing again. Um, yeah, and, and the mechanics work out quite well with it because, again, she's she's only melee three, but when she goes up... The, the two most common debuffs in the game are outnumbered and exhausted. Every faction can do those two. And uh, she doesn't care. Reason. Uh, yeah, uh, when, uh, but when she outnumbers and exhausts uh, her opponent, not only do they get worse, she gets considerably better. Yeah, it's it's, it's really interesting. It it really encourages the the intended playstyle because you get so many beneficial effects from it. So you're very incentivized to make sure that works. I I think I found a couple of times that I just there were so many different options that I had to tilt things in my favour, I actually had trouble deciding which one to do, like which particular combo to do, because of certain... I think when I playtested it, one of the <clears> models had coordinated attack Tanaka. Yeah. And two of yes. the models we were playtesting had not yet been named, so I didn't think yeah. that they were Tanaka clan. I thought they were just... Generic. Random yeah. samurai bots. Um, and I didn't think to check that. Um, yeah. But I, I would say that you having analysis paralysis over which way to go, it's not necessarily indicative of a problem with the box. I didn't say it was, but <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll go to Gorak. Yeah, so he's the other, the other big samurai model. He's nineteen rice. Um, so his stats are largely the same. He can't boost his he, movement. He can have eight key though. 
can have eight key. Uh, he's also got six wounds. So he turns up with an Adachi, so uh, a big sword, a long sword. Uh, it's plus two strength, powerful attack one, and sidestep defense zero. Uh, I think there's some discussion to be had around the uh, the way that their specials break down between the two of them. Uh, I found his sidestep defense super useful, um, considering his role. But of course, he hasn't got tireless. If you've got a model with tireless and sidestep oh, defense, no. <laughs> that, that, that's that's slightly scary. Which you can do, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he turns up with bravery, coordinated attack, Tanaka, endurance again, uh, indomitable one, pack one six. He's the Second model to have pack where he can actually uh, initiate another model, yeah. Um, that's the only two I think in the box set. Um, he's got prowess melee one, like all of these models, and he's got steadfast as well. Uh, so I don't know if it's a trap, but I started thinking of him as my beat stick. Um, yeah, he can certainly do it. Um, I mean, let's go through his key feats quickly. He's got uh, Umbrella bo- Block, so he can gain Parry 1. And Vicious Strike. And he's got Vicious Strike again, so he can gain that Sharp 1. He also gets the plus 1 melee pool when in melee exchange with an Exhausted model. So these are the two models that are going to do what you'd expect to do a majority of the you'd, damage. You'd prefer them to, to lead the fighting. Yeah. Also, because they're the pack leaders. They're the two that uh, I found that when I lost one of them, I was in trouble. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I mean, this guy is like the de facto beta to the alpha, isn't he? Yeah, probably. I mean, I know he doesn't have the beta rule, and that's a separate thing that we can talk about later if we have time. But uh, yeah, I I like this guy. I, I, I tried to do some killing with him. I, di- I didn't always manage it. I didn't manage to tank with him, certainly, because I wasn't handing out tireless to him. Uh, he'd need tireless to be a tank. Yeah, I think uh, my thought of it was that he would be the one receiving Tyler's most of the time. Yeah. Um, uh, he he was also he's, he is the only one with really any kind of defense. Um, I know they all have prowess, which I guess is a defensive yeah. ability as well. I, th- I think across them, you're going to be using prowess defensively quite a lot. But uh, yeah, he's got umbrella block. Um, he did nearly lose that when I saw the the first. Um, returns of the what the model was going to look like. Hmm. Um, he was going to have a, a, a feat that let him lunge and essentially do a melee attack from about two inches away because he looks like he's stabbing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, a couple of people said, "No, it's please, it's our only defense." You know, if if we hmm. need a tank, that's it. So I left it, it in in the end. It's the interesting thing with him is like I I look at him and I go, <coughs> "Oh, I want I want to kill stuff with him." But you're right, yeah, you can get a parry. You put tireless on him. And you know you can combine tireless with sidestep defense. That's going to be yeah. real, uh, really effective. Well, and the thing is, if you put tireless on him, he can do both. Yeah, he can be the tank, assuming you've set it up already. Yeah, and then once you have time, you can hit people. Well, especially with the way sidestep defense works now. I mean, you could legitimately someone could come in. You could go, well, that's very nice. I've put everything into defense. Uh, I'll, I'll pop parry as well. Sidestep defense. I've still got two activation tokens, and I can surprise you now. Mm. Of course, it's also a neat and tidy forty rise package. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, totally. you'd expect it to be quite good. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's uh, let's check out. Let's check out the actual wolves themselves because they are a bit like a bodyguard for Tsuki. So we've got Tsuki's pack. 
Um, there's six rice each. That's two of them. There are two. You can, uh, they've got four wounds each. Uh, two melee skill, no range, obviously. Movement five. And one key zero. Uh, they attack with their teeth, plus one strength, sharp one just on the, on that weapon, and sidestep defense zero. Uh, they've got aloof, aware, bodyguard, suki, one inch, uh, charger bonus, fear six, uh, coordinated attack, wolf, and endurance, light-footed, and pack zero, zero. So I think the the fear six on the charge bonus is almost a reflection of... Uh, is it the oh, is it the pit dogs that gain fear when they activate? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, Jason, can you remember that? Have we still got Jason? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. <laughs> um, you can look it up. Yeah, well, I, I think that maybe in the last edition, I don't know about the current one, but uh, yeah, I like the idea that you know, mm. <laughs> if they're charging at you, they're scary. No, it, <clears throat> yes, I mean. It's a slightly double-edged sword because you charge so far, you have to be a little bit careful. Yeah, you can definitely overextend with them, and if they're doing that, then they're not getting their bodyguard for Tsuki. And you're you're not resilient at all. Yeah, they're pretty soft. Um, I found... I I tried to bodyguard with one of them with Tsuki, and I just left him two inches away, so uh, that was me not really having the presence of mind to make sure I was in the right spot. Uh, so that yeah, you have to be real close to Suki to get that bodyguard. Uh, coordinated attack wolf is great because they basically can can just partner up with any of the uh, any of the models in the box set. Uh, endurance again, so they may only be two melee skill, but they're keeping that even if they're tired. That's uh, already exhausted, which helps with the charge. <clears throat> yeah, uh, crucially they've got a pack of course, and light footed is great. Um, just run through these unique effects quickly. You've got uh, they gain bravery when declaring actions, targeting or choosing a model already in base to base with a friendly model. So you're getting some of the benefit, uh, similar to the fear, without having to do the charge. Uh, you get fearless when declaring actions uh, in the same way, but when uh, with Suki, Suki yeah. is there, or when you're using your bodyguard. So that's uh, do you have the uh, plus one melee when targeting exhausted enemies? Yeah, enemies and uh, open rebellion exclusive. Yeah, so you're not going to see these popping up in the Shiho uh, no. themes or an unthemed list, uh, which I think is fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I think these models do a lot of work for their six rice, actually. Yeah, seems good. Uh, the the two melee skill makes them look weaker than I think they are. I liked using them. Uh, so Honestly, competent activations for six rice are pretty valuable. Oh, yeah. and uh, So the thing I found was when I said that I was having uh, trouble mm. deciding if sorry, I was going to move that, uh, I had trouble deciding which way to get benefits. It was like, well, do, when using pack, do I put a wolf in first to take an activation token off the enemy mm. and then move one of my other models yeah. in to finish them off? But my other model's pretty competent, so do I put them in first? And because the wolf might die. But if I put the other model in first, then, then the uh, wolf can come in second and they'll have the three minutes. So, 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 so my helpful advice on that would be that it depends. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if you're bringing one of these wolves in uh, so that they're... I, I generally, I would actually be tempted to put them in first. The only six rice, yeah. they are disposable. Yeah, mm, yeah. but I, I think this is a list which don't throw them a lot don't, of Don't throw anyway. them away, but you'd much rather lose a wolf than one of your samurais. Yeah, but if you let's say you put a samurai in and you exhaust the enemy model, 
So then the wolf comes in. They're gaining a coordinated attack wolf, so again plus one dice are on three. Mm. That model's exhausted, so they're yeah, four. on four. Yeah. That model's probably a minus one die unless they've got indomitable. Mm. All of a sudden that wolf is actually pretty fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Um never mind if you manage to get fear off as well. Maybe. Like, yeah. These there's a lot of things to line yeah. up, but with pack you can do it. Uh yeah, I mean have you got any notes on these guys, Jason? Uh, yeah, one of the interesting things is even though they're the one T models and they're the only ones, yeah. um, these are also kind of your fear fixers because with the fear six charging, you can charge anything. Yeah. Uh, and with the bravery and the leadership that you will get, uh, or the fearless if you've got Suki in already, um, it's probably easier to get these guys in than it is to get a lot of your samurai in uh, against the high fear models. So um, uh, I think we added a lot of that late on. Yeah, and they also—I I don't know if you remember—they dropped in cost a lot. Uh, they dropped in cost a lot in like the last day of the playtest. Yeah, as well, well like. they were more wounds originally, weren't they? We weren't quite sure what size base they were going to be on. Um, so. Yeah, so with them just being dogs, and I think we did—we dropped them from three to two uh, melee and gave them uh, the, the coordinated attack and the uh, exhausted buff. Yeah, um, so that they can still get. Decent. I mean, they, they're still pretty good in melee. They're going to be at least three against anything you'd want to send them out against. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I don't think they're definitely a model you wouldn't want to see again in the Shiho list um, or the Shiho faction, just because they all, all these. If all these things line up, they do a lot more work than the six rice actually. Yeah, I just I think it's not uh, thematic as well. <laughs> so for the same reason, the giant eagle isn't allowed in Open Rebellion. Wolves aren't allowed in the Shiho lists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely thematic. Makes sense. Um, uh, they also have light footed, which is, um, you know, it's situationally the best thing in the game. <laughs> yeah, that can be really important. And combining that with the movement five, um, yeah, you can strike from ten inches unless there's in, uh, impossible terrain in the way, uh, blocking, whatever you call it. I forget. Yeah, I like these. Um, one of the things I quite liked doing was using Suki to uh, get someone to shoot into uh, into a model, then send a wolf in, and then send uh, Suki in herself, or Suki and then the wolf. At some, um, yeah, they're, they're definitely like really good support models. Right. Uh, okay, so let's go to someone who's a little bit weird. Uh, that's going to be Nobuko. Uh, here he is. So, okay. Nobuko is uh, another wolf samurai, 16 rice. Uh, three melee skill boostable for three. Range skill three boostable for three. Move four, two, six key. Um, so he's, moved, he's wounds five, and I think all the remaining samurai we're going to talk about are, are five wounds. Yeah, so that's, again, that's part of the, uh, the idea of the theme list, which would be more that uh, if they took all the the sort of the known samurai from the clan and went off, the dragons would be like, hang on, something's going on here. Whereas if they take the younger samurai who haven't made a name for themselves yet, then that's something the dragons would either ignore or not notice. Uh, so these are the, the other three samurai that we're going to look at now are definitely the, the, the samurai who volunteered to try and make a name for themselves and they're the younger samurai of the clan. Right, okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, this guy... This guy's interesting. So, 
all, all of these models are able to fall back on their prowess melee, um, which I, I think is super important. In the same way, it's important with Kaihime in the Ito clan, where yeah, she's an archer, but if someone gets into combat with her, she she's a nasty shock if you haven't done it before. Yeah, she can get out of there as well. So I mean, he's got Daisho, sidestep defense one plus one strength. Uh, then he's got a bow, which is plus one strength, 5, 10, 15 range, reload one, and powerful attack two. You're going to want to buy some um, dice to use that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I've, I've used it. Um, you definitely want to be at short range. <laughs> it's, which is, to be <clears throat> honest, not that hard with a 5, 10, 15. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, you probably also don't want to be moving uh, to achieve it. But, uh, yeah, I think maybe we'll come back to that in a second. Um, he's got Bravery, Courage 1, Endurance, Pack 0, zero uh, Prowess Melee 1. Uh, he's got Dokote, so he can gain Faint 1. And he's also got Precision Shot, where he can gain Pierce. It's uh, some of the rare Pierce in this faction. And he also gets the melee, uh, plus one melee pull against uh, exhausted models. So he's an archer who is quite happy in combat. Big fan of this model, actually. Yeah, he's jack of all trades in, in, in a way. I think if I were to take one model from this box set and use it with someone else, might be this one. Yeah, I can see that. I, I mean, for 16 rice, um, I think he does a lot. A lot right, even before you even get into things like the powerful attack on his bow, uh, he just he's just really confident. And yeah, he's got lots. He's, he's got those two options. Um, so yeah, the powerful attack on the bow. This this went through a lot of iteration. <clears throat> I have to say, I, I really like the idea of. Um, I think I saw it in a film. Actually, it might have been uh, the guy <laughs> one. Um, but the guy, somebody was going to shoot somebody. It was a samurai. It might have been last samurai. Actually, he was going to shoot somebody. And then when he recognised the guy who was going to shoot, he pulled the bow back a bit further before he let go. And I thought, that's kind of... Like, I'm going to put more effort into this because I want you dead. Oh, and that, so that put into my head, let's let's try powerful attack on a ranged weapon. That's interesting. I, um, I, I think and, for me it also sort of reflects, like you say, like he's this inexperienced samurai trying to prove his... his you know, trying to make his name. Um, and so he's, he's willing to like put two of his range dice into just really fucking that guy up with with, with, with the bow. Or um, you could look at it as he's willing to take more risky shots, but yeah. with a higher potential for damage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so it, it has a lot of... Uh, this is one of those things as well where just occasionally I'll put something on a model and just I'll see what the playtesters do with it. <laughs> and um, uh, in my own testing, all I really did was like try and work out what value the powerful attack should have because it started at one yeah. and it was a bit too good. Uh, yeah. Um, I think at one uh, you've got to have him unable to boost then because like, it, it just did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so if he was <clears> going to keep the boost, it had to go up. Um, I think three it would never have been used. Uh, <laughs> I ended up never using it at two, but I know other people have. Um, and then one of the weird side effects is that he's a really good monster hunter. Anything that's large, oh, yeah. he loves. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can see that. Um, I find the yeah. various bonuses, and it, this might just be psychological, I haven't actually broken down the numbers, but it feels to me like bonuses on range weapons are slightly more effective than bonuses on melee weapons. Okay. Um, I mean, there's less, there's inherently less risk with a range attack. Yeah. 
Or also, like you, you, it's more certain. Like you know what the target number you're looking for. You're not. Yeah. Isn't your opponent is not suddenly going to roll? Oh, I rolled eight. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, There's a very uh, narrow window of results. Especially, yeah. Especially for, well, of success levels anyway. Yeah. Um. I mean, my experience is more with brutal. Yeah. Brutal is fantastic on a range weapon. Yeah. But even just getting to roll more, uh, like a bigger bonus to your damage roll because your success level is frequently not going to be. Super high on a on a range attack. Yeah, yeah. You're looking at one, two, maybe three if you get lucky. It the ones to hunt, hunt to roll that would be fine. Mm. Um, but the powerful attack would push it way up towards the top, so you'll actually yeah. do significant damage. I think it's. Uh, I I think at, at two, it puts it as a. It, it could be a trap at times. You could be like, oh, he can do powerful attack, so I should do powerful attack. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's definitely a specialist yeah. tool. But, you know, like, yeah, the, the monster hunting, uh, thing is, is a really cool idea. I also like it that once your opponent is aware that it's there, mm. it's a good potential threat. So, uh, one of the reasons I love Kaihime in the Ito clan mm. is like, so this 15 inch circle I draw around yeah. that is where I can shoot you, and I can put three, po- if I'm running with Blessed, I can mm. put three poison tokens on you as well. Or, sorry, is it a poison? No, it's three poison two tokens or something. Yeah, it's horrible. I meant to know the Eto faction. It, it, um, it, it, some poison. You can do one poison three. Blessed. Oh, yeah. I said it right. So, um, which is plenty. Yeah. So it, it's that threat. So I don't want to activate her. I, I'm actually not using her proactively a lot of the time. No, she's I'm just like if you come she's, towards she's, the she's area, area control. Yeah, and I think that that almost makes this guy. He, it's definitely a shorter area control, a smaller area control because of the two dice. Yeah. But once your opponent knows it's there. And you've still got two activation tokens on him. I think it's something that but, they'll, they'll I mean, start even, being more afraid of. Even like medium range, which is 10 inches, which is quite a long range on a Bushido board. Mm. Um, if you are anything but small, he's scary. Yeah. Because then you're looking at fours. Yeah. Um, if you boost just once, two dice, you just need a four. Yeah. You're quite likely to see success level one, two, maybe three, if you get really lucky. Uh, that's going to hurt a lot. Yeah, yeah, because it's not just the fifty-fifty. Do you hit or do you not? But like, you you could, you could get a good uh, a good success level. I yeah, I think it's interesting, um, and especially like you could just fire that shot out. If it doesn't work, yeah, he, he can still handle himself in melee. So yeah, that's fine. yeah. Um, big fan, big fan of this model. Yeah, the other thing is with him having two uh, key. This is why everybody got restricted at six as well, if I remember rightly. But uh, on on the turn, you want to use a shot if you do actually use it. Uh, he can boost his melee and buy precision shot. Mm. Um, so that gives you two dice with precision shot and powerful attack, which is, you know, that's that's a decent chance of hitting anything. If there is a large target or a huge target, that'd be, oh. he, he could do a lot of damage to yeah. his rash. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like yeah. that. He was, he was almost going to have um, something that did sharp instead of precision shot, but I think we just sort of fell back on uh, precision shot is what samurai get taught, I think. So we, we made him more a samurai than, than going for yeah, the... It also th- gives him a unique role. Yeah. I, I think having sharp at range might be a bit um, a bit scary for him. Unless it was like a key feat that gave him the powerful attack at range and for that. Yeah, so then we're talking uh, about the other thing, thing is, uh, yeah, a lot of the huge and large models also rely on toughness rather than armor. So, yeah. you know, give them a bit of help. Yeah, it is really specialising him at that point where actually I think he, he occupies a nice little... Uh, he's, a, he's a very good utility model. Like he'll, yeah. 
Do you, do you need a model? That's good. He'll do it. <laughs> so let's stay with Archers for a second then, because um, I think she's uh, this, this uh, lady's interesting as well. So this is Tanaka Muna. She's 14 rice, so two rice cheaper. Uh, three melee boostable for three. Three range not boostable. That's, uh, that's the, one of the big differences. Yeah. Uh, movement four, boostable for three. That's a big difference. And uh, two key six. She's got five wounds again. She's also got Daisho, push defense zero. Uh, with plus one strength, then her bow is plus one strength, five, ten, fifteen as well, with reload one. No other things going on there. Uh, she's got bravery, coordinated attack, Tanaka, endurance, light footed, pack zero zero, prowess, uh, melee one. So in some ways she's pretty similar, uh, but that light is it light footed? That's um, yeah, that's an important difference. So they look very similar. I think they, they actually will often play quite different. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't got the coordinated attack where she has. So she's much more of a, I'm going to shoot you while I move forward. Whereas he wants to stand behind everyone else and then shoot you. Yeah, perhaps, yeah. Uh, also, though, he does have the plus one against exhausted models where she does. Uh, yeah, no, she doesn't. So that's, so she's more <clears throat> reliant on the coordinated attack than uh, like providing that killing mm. blow, I suppose. Yeah, so they look similar, but I don't think they are. Oh, no, I think they're fundamentally different. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, their stats and their weapons are but, uh, the same, but I think in use they're fundamentally different. Um, she has a weird key sheet. Push defense zero is really useful to have in this box for uh, scenarios with yes. zones. It's just a shame it's not spear. <laughs> I, well, that should be push attack then, <laughs> yeah. but so fun. <laughs> yes, <I will>. uh, <laughs> okay, so her key feat is what makes her strange to me um, so it's two key instant pulse four inches can't do it base to base and uh, it's once per turn during an enemy model's activation when it begins to move in the pulse once the move is completed this model may walk up to its move towards the enemy model's final position uh, yeah getting blood bowl feels from this um, it's yeah it, it, it's interesting it's interesting on an archer yeah that's, that's that's the bit that makes me go like, hmm. Yeah, on a melee model, and look, she's competent. She's yes. definitely competent. At, at 14 rice, she's very competent. Um, but it is an interesting thing to have on someone where you think she's an archer. But I think maybe even more than Nobuko, she's not an archer. That, that's, that's what I mean. Like She yeah. shoots you while she is moving forward, and then she actually goes in and stabs you. I think we're actually uh, at the same price point as the new Ito archer who I keep trying to find a place for. Yeah. And I think that place is, she's not an archer. She's an Ashigaru who will fight you just fine, but on the oh, way oh, there oh, she'll She has you. a bow, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think Muna is in a similar, finds herself in a similar position. What's the uh, what's the idea behind Shadow, Jason? So that's, um, if you think, uh, again, it's very top-down. This was like the idea of a lone wolf stalking somebody in the dark. Yeah. And every time they move away, the wolf can follow them. Um, but uh, th- so you can never basically get away, but it's it's stalking slowly after you, which is why it's a walk, mm. which also means that she can't leave base to base and she can't enter zones of control, yeah. including the model that she's shadowing. Uh, she can just reposition. Um, this is another one where I wrote the thing and then I thought, I'll, I'll see what we actually get to do with it. <laughs> it's really good for scenario play if she's anywhere near an idol. Yeah. And whenever somebody walks into the idol to move it, she can move towards them. And then she's in position to stop them uh, from from using the idol next turn. Mm. Um, 
so if, if you ever get in that situation where there's two idols and you don't know which one your opponent's going for, she can effectively cover both, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, similar with zones, uh, you, you can do a similar thing if they try and do the shuffle where they, you know, um, they've got a couple of fast models and they can get from one zone to another near the end of the turn and they're going to try and outnumber you in a zone where you thought you were fine. Uh, she's got that ability to just sort of follow people and, um, and, and even it up. I think... Uh, yeah, I think she might have developed uh, into more of an archer after she got the feet. So maybe the bow and the feet don't quite go together. But I don't think that's necessarily an issue. She's more of a toolbox where she's got a lot of different things that you can do. Yeah, I think this sort of model, quite Nobuko, is quite important in the box set because you need, you don't have the options with the theme at least of, of swapping in loads of different models. So they, you need to have this utility in a couple of models. Uh, I, I don't think she's an archer. I think she's a samurai with a bow, because if you call her an archer, you're going to be concentrating on doing the archery. Yeah, you 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 get the wrong idea of <laughs> yeah. how to move her on the on the table. But again, like you know, you can you can have Tsuki activate pack, and uh, I, I can't remember if the person activating pack has to be one of the models activated. Yeah, you activate up to two other models. Yeah, okay. So you could, you could activate Tsuki, and she could get Nobuko and Muna to shoot someone. And then she can move in and put the finishing blow on them. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think you can do that. Oh, no? Oh. Ah. Uh, let uh, me just check. Is, is, is this a situation where we should actually read the rules we're talking about? So I don't like this. In playtesting, I definitely shot a model and then yes. moved in on it afterwards. Yes, I know. You did it into me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now you've said it, I'm just going to check it before I say anything. But, <laughs> uh... Well, you're the, you're the one who's supposed to know. We don't have to know. We just pretend we do. In theory, I, I don't know. For, I'm in the fortunate position that that's no requirement for me to know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm theoretically a retainer, so I should know sort of some of this stuff. But it's fine, because Jason's looking it up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that the two, the two samurais with bows are very interesting. Um, I think potentially very important to how you end up managing. Yeah. Because they are yeah, so- multi-role, and you need that. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you you can do that now, but they do all have to target the same model. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I, I think so. You, you would have to target them with a melee or ranged. Uh, sorry, a melee or charge with Suki to get them to do their range. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I well, I think that reflects the. I mean, I, it may just be an emergent property, but I think it, it reflects that top-down mentality of like, well, they're they're pouncing. Um, I like it. Just in yeah. that moment, they're both like shooting this model, and then and then move, uh, Suki moves in for the kill. <clears throat> um, yeah. So right, I think probably those two models are really like the mainstay of of the list. But let's look at the more straightforward ones uh, to round this out. So we've got oh, that's Nobuko again. That's Suki again. Ua, here's Ua. Naka Ua, thirteen rice. Uh, she's three melee, three boost, three range, uh, four move, three boost, and two key six, five uh, wounds. She's got a Naginata, plus one strength, reach, powerful attack one, and sidestep defense one. She's got bravery, coordinate attack Tanaka, endurance, light footed, pack zero zero, prowess melee one, and vicious strike so she can give herself uh, sharp plus one. Uh, I mean, she is. In comparison to the rest of the profiles we've looked at, um, other than potentially the wolves, she's straightforward as anything. No, I think she she's more straightforward than the wolves. Yeah, the wolves you have. No, no that's, that's precisely yeah. what I meant. Yeah. yeah, 
she is literally the most straightforward mo- uh, model we've looked at so far. Uh, um, yeah, she get coordinated attack and pack. Uh, I mean, endurance and stuff. But she is effectively like quite a lot of other similar models. Yeah. I, I don't know there's that much to talk about with her other than like reach is important. Like, there's not much, there's, I don't think there's any other reach in the, uh, in the box. So uh, that could be really useful uh, at times. Um, and coordinated attack to Tanaka and yeah, the endurance fine. really important. It's it's it's, it's a it's you. I hesitate to say utility model because it doesn't really do utility, but it's a a basic basic model to go around all your specialists yeah. to help them work. Yeah, I mean she got light <clears> footed <throat> as well, which means that she can uh, get she places can get places uh, easier. Important. Um, yeah, I do. and and can boost her speed if need be. Yeah. I think actually the ones that can boost their speed speed have like is that right? I'm going to talk out. No, I'm talking about nope, my ass. Nope, ignore nope. me. Ignore me. I don't think Suzuki has light footage. No, she doesn't. That's no, it's just it's... as well to be honest. Uh, yeah, I, I mean this is a this is a solid thirteen rice model. It's uh, yeah that sort of that mid range melee model. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, this is to, for me. These are the hardest ones to write because um, obviously they still want to be characters. You want them to have something that's interesting and unique, mm. but you still need that, you know, the, the, the so-called trooper model, you know, the one that mm. fills out your list and does the work, you know. Uh, so for her, she, like you say, she's got uh, reach. Uh, it combines with the vicious strike, which is uh, the theme of the uh, the clan. So mm. it makes her very different to other people's ordinary samurai. Um, uh, powerful attack, and she she's got the coordinated attack, uh, meaning that she can do some damage. Uh, and obviously, between reach, the, just the threat of having reach and prowess mm. is a decent defense. People have to take into account that you're going to go first, so yeah. often roll more defense, which means they're rolling less attack. And combined with prowess, means she can keep herself alive a bit. So um, I, I tried using her to support uh, Gorak uh, a fair bit, just because uh, whilst Gorak is what I considered my beat stick, like if I don't want a model targeting him. Having her, <coughs> you know, on, on the left or mm. right of him, uh, meant that, you know, there's someone with reach there who could at least, you know, block the path. Yeah. And then when he wanted to use his pack, she would be there to, uh, to support. To, to do that, yeah. Um, and now that, that she's a Tanaka, for sure, like, that means that they've got coordinated attack with one another. So actually, I found that to be quite a good, uh, uh duo. Yeah. Yeah, double act. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's worth so, noting about the coordinated attacks that the um, uh, Suki and the Wolves have got coordinated attack wolf, so they, they work with the wolves and everything in yeah, the box. literally every model, yeah. Uh, but um, the other samurai, if they have coordinated attack, it's Tanaka. Yeah. So they're not, like, nobody trains a samurai to fight alongside a wolf. You just <laughs> have to have wolf companions for a long time. So, um, again, that's another thing. If this had been a starter set, they would have all been the same. Yeah, of course. Uh, just to keep it simple. Uh, it's not a starter set, so uh, we we can do things a bit more thematic and a bit more interesting like that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, let's do the other cheaper profile. Uh, is, that's all the models in the box, oh, is isn't it? Do models? you want to do the? Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's talk leave... about the special cards before we do. Yeah, the let's other let's do this special card. We might want to leave it just just the box until. Uh... Yeah, let's. Uh... See how we're doing for time in a minute, but um, okay. I'm gonna try and run through the special cards quickly. Fading up using Windows—that's always good. 
Right, here we go. So, uh, you've got a couple of different weapons. You've got the Waning Crescent Blade and the Waxing Crescent Blade. Uh, they're both katana at plus one strength. And they uh, either have arm, or they either have pierce two or sharp two. And uh, so, uh, the the one with pierce has sidestep defense zero, and the one with sharp has uh, powerful attack one. They're both required uh, Tanaka Samurai, obviously not really a problem. Um, and they're both rice two. Um, I, I think, honestly, for me, the crescent, uh, sorry, the waning crescent blade with its uh, pierce and its side set defense zero is the one I would be t- uh, tending towards. You've been playing too much Ito. Yeah, of course. <laughs> side set defense is glorious. <laughs> I need it. Um, yeah, uh, exactly. No, I, I'd, I'd agree. I think out of the two, that was the one I would probably reach for first, unless you have something specific in mind. I think. It's probably that I, I do think they're both as good as each other. Yeah. The the Pierce one is obviously better because they have a lot of access to sharp as. Yeah, it's filling a hole that they uh, that they could arguably have. Um, and I mean, yeah, if you put that on a model who has access to uh, to vicious strike, then you you're actually maintaining the two options anyway, aren't you? Um, yeah. I think it's yeah, I'd strike sharp plus one. So Christ, you could actually get yes. a sharp three. I don't know if that's is that relevant. I don't know. Hmm. I can't think of any. Yeah, crabs. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Fucking crabs. Yeah. It's the only model with tough three at the moment. Yeah, but you only need to do one wound. So did didn't I kill that crab in one activation with a wolf? Yes, you did. I did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I folded after that. But... Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, the wolf gloriously killed the crab, and then your entire center evaporated. Uh, worth it. <laughs> um, okay, so I mean, I think those are those. They're fine. Pretty straightforward. I think they're good. Yeah, give you they, they were they were originally um, came as a pair, so that you bought them. I think they were three rice, and you you gained two weapon profiles, and you had to wear them both. Oh wow! Um, basically, everybody said I'm not paying three rice for essentially a, the choice between two two rice weapons. I'd rather just have. Yeah, I know. I, I, so, I agree. I three like, rice is a lot. I like the idea of that though, uh, as a special card. Maybe as like yeah, a future running card or something. But probably really like buy idea. it. I might. It depends. It depends if it fills a hole that I have. I think in this box set, I think maybe that is a it's a tougher sell. Yeah, but if it's just open to. Anyone at that point, I mean, it might not be three rice, but it's open to just anyone. Maybe but anyway. four. At that point, you're definitely not buying it. Yeah, you don't know. Okay, so um, Akami no Mimi. Mimi. Uh, it's an event. Choose a wolf model to gain range defense two and aware until the end of the current activation. You can take three of them, they're one rice each, and their auto includes untaking them every time. Um, yeah, I think these again good. were added quite late in the playtest process, but. Yeah. It, it, it very quickly became auto includes. Like I said, there's not a lot of defense on any of the models. In fact, it is just that umbrella block. Um, and, so and range defense too is really important to me that you get there with full health. It's very um, easy to get shot up with this with mm. this list. You don't have armor, and you've got a majority of five wound models. Uh, I'm, I'm increasingly yeah. feeling that things that can get like if you can add range defense to an important model, it's probably worth it. Yeah, massive. I think. Because, as we talked about earlier, the way range works is any modifiers to it actually have quite a large impact. Yeah. So range defense too means that you are reasonably safe from just randomly being gunned down. Yeah. 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 There's a timing step to play this um, after they've declared who they're shooting as well. Mm. So um, you can essentially waste a ranged model's attack. Um, 
the the aware part as well was um is, i think it's really important because when you use pack especially with three models mm. and you all melee the same target you open it's up almost impossible to not yeah it's almost impossible to not have your back facing the enemy with at least one of them yeah sometimes yeah. two there's there's also another uh, use for it which i hadn't thought of um i found myself in a situation where i really wanted to bodyguard uh for suki with one of the wolves and uh well one wolf was outside of an inch the other wolf was looking the wrong way so i should i'd have to look at the timing but i should be able to pop this gain aware so i'll then have a line of sight to suki yeah I think so, so i can then do the bodyguard mm-hmm it, um, so for one rice, they're just is a really good card. Does camouflage? No, that's six cents. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would definitely take at least for, one of these. Honestly, for three rice, you should probably just take all three. <laughs> well, yeah. I, this, 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 this is me having said I would never pay three rice for for that special card. It's me advocating spending three rice on this other special <laughs> card. Um, there was a point where the wolves were I think they were a nine rice and it was actually really hard to shuffle things around in the box yeah to uh, to have you either had just a load of uh, cards special cards or nothing or yeah it's, but now that they're cheaper um, there's a lot more uh, combinations that you can play around with uh, yeah I, um, I was writing them with the idea that there was going to be a 20 card deck of she-hole cards that they would also have access to but yes. then I sort of realised that there's going to be, you know, I, uh, I I'm not going to put a timeline on it, but there's going to be a period of time where they won't have access to that because the uh, the faction's not out till later. Yeah. So. Um, you need to be yeah, viable. Yeah, we, we played around then. with the points to make. Yeah, we just wanted to be able to make the list up with a lot of different options, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, so full moon regalia is equipment. Attached model may re-roll any of their dice and impose key test. Uh, any damage roll on the attached model where the individual dice values of the damage roll are the same number is ignored. So this is effectively clan armor, clan armor without being armor. Yeah, for two rice. Yeah, you so you, you, you get a bonus on uh, on a post key test instead of armor. I think clan armor is normally around three rice, isn't it? Uh, they they're not set to anything. They can all be different. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, I was just struggling to remember. Yeah, um, something like that. I mean, but yeah. I th- oh, yeah, I mean that that, that it's a I, nice bit of equipment. I think I would. The trouble is, we've just read the card where I'm like, no, I'll just buy that, uh, so, <laughs> so I could have two of the previous card. Uh, but once I've got so <clears throat> to me, that one would be great in a sideboard for yeah. their uh, post key test reroll. But of course, you can't play with the sideboard if you're doing the open rebellion theme. Yeah, you drop Suki and the two wolves, then you then you're able to uh, have a sideboard. Uh, but at that point, because it, to me, you're not going to do that to the Shiha. No, or because to me, it's, a, it's it's a tech card. Yeah, I haven't actually looked at running the remaining models with uh, with Ronin yet. That would be interesting. Uh, but with the ancestor access, um, I might have to play around yeah. with that actually. Uh, we have we have more full moon equipment. Oh wait, let me just yeah, okay, that's all of those. Sorry for the clicking, guys. Um, and girls, full moon event after deployment. Choose a friendly model to begin the game with one additional key token. Uh, it costs one, and you can have two in the list. Um, yeah. So, so this is a bit niche, but if you have a specific strategy where you need somebody to have three 
on turn one. For mm -hmm. example, you're going to play the archer and take a shot, yeah. and you want to boost on turn one, mm -hmm. then that's what it's for. You can have the archer have six key on turn two, and you can boost twice. Yeah, I mean, that that is the most obvious use for it, um, and that's the one that I uh, that occurred to me as well. I, I, th I think, yeah, it, it, it's hard to argue against that for two rice as, as a tactic to be able to put out a, a part three part dice shot with on powerful turn attack. two with powerful attack. Yeah, yeah, that seems good. Especially if there's a monster around. Um, but because it's an event, you get it, it, you get to choose each game. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, that's really important because you might find yourself in a situation where you're like, Oh, actually, Suki, I'm gonna need her to do some real work. She's or you're looking boost. across the board and you're like, it's a swarm of peasants. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the thing I used it for, um, Suki's got move boost, and just on occasion she has to get into melee with something mm. that's uh, ten inches away right. with her two wolves that can already charge ten, and it's not usually worth it to boost. But if you can just spend an event yeah. twice to. Uh, to make it cost her one essentially, then sometimes it's worth it to get that ten inch away model and um, and take out some backline support model. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. it requires you sort of thinking of this tactic before the game starts. But the fact that you can choose it each game makes yeah. it really flexible, really useful at tournaments. I think. Uh, and obviously, you can always just default to well, I'm going to shoot you in the face with this bow. Um. Right, so now I've got an enhancement. Beta Wolf. Uh, attached model gains bodyguard alpha three inches. Uh, this is required wolf. Oh, worth noting that the other one was required open rebellion theme, so you're not using that. Um, In anything else. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, attached model gains bodyguard alpha three inches. So, you know, you could chuck this. You could chuck it on Gorak. Like he's, He looks like a beta compared to Suki's uh, alpha, I guess. Um, but you don't need another one having bodyguard for her probably I don't know I mean it gives you that option it's, maybe, uh, maybe you didn't bring the wolves yeah I mean it's two rice uh, so it's a good way of protecting Suki something to play around with yeah it might I might not fit into your playstyle, but it's interesting to try I mean with Gorak it means that you can put someone in who uh, has the best opportunity to tank out of most other models you could put it on uh, mm, yeah, UA, and then she's got reach, so someone's going in on yeah. Suki. All of a sudden, they're getting hit first. Mm, that's interesting. Um, and it's just required. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, Jason, do stop me if I'm just rattling past something you felt uh, feel the need to uh, chip in. No, the only thing with Beta Wolf, <coughs> I think, was um, on the off chance that this is. Uh, a massively popular clan and we do another alpha um, yeah. bodyguard with tireless is one of the most amazing things ever. <laughs> yes yeah. that's glorious um, but I mean you could sort of do that anyway with them um, oh what's the key feed that gives out tireless uh, anyway yeah Hans. yeah um, yeah well, so that's what I mean if we do another alpha it's really good yeah um, well, and you know that's that's not out of the realms of possibility so if you end up with another alpha, and then you give this one to Suki, yeah, you can bodyguard that, that, and then a wolf, and you might maybe maybe you end up with a situation where you can't have two alphas or something. Uh, so, but anyway, um, the last of the full moon stuff. So full moon talisman enhancement equipment. This model always provides melee assist penalties regardless of any models in base to base. This may be taken by animal models, uh, so that's an exception. 
um, or animal wolf models, yeah. uh, rice one, you can have three of them. Uh, I mean, that just fits with your dog piling. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a tech piece to to enhance your thematic way of playing. Yeah. Um, it doesn't get round indomitable. It just gets round you also being engaged. Yeah. So I guess it's good against mod- uh, lists which are going to outnumber you. Yeah. Like I mean, again, I, for, for I, one I, rice. I wouldn't like to see it because... Oh, with I, your channel. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, oh, I'm bringing nine models. Yeah. Yeah, bloody Joel. Um, okay, we've got two more cards to go through. Do you want to do Alpha Wolf first? Yeah, let's do Alpha Wolf first. Yeah. So this is an enhancement. It's required Alpha 2 Rice and Attach Model Gains Intimidate, which I can't Don't know remember what very well. Uh, it's the one that the Bootor used to have. Uh, where are we? I'm just looking it up so I can read it out, because I think it's a, a lesser used one. Um, uh, intimidate. During the starting phase, this model can target an enemy model within 8 inches. Perform an opposed key test with that targeted model. If this model is oh. successful, the target gains cowardly, loses aggressive, and cannot choose or target this model with a melee charge or range attack until the end phase. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so combining that with things like tireless and hunt and yeah. uh, bodyguard, you really, it's, again, it's you really get to choose where you're going to fight. It's, yeah, um, it's, it's similar to putting frightened on people and then having a load a bunch of fear causing models and you're like no i've i've blocked these models off from you you're not allowed to do that yeah i i'm really glad that those walls have gone down to six rice because that really makes this box like you you've got so many different ways that you can approach things Mm. uh because like a card like that that's obviously that changes the way you use tsuki um yeah yeah it becomes a different model almost well you can put her out in like if i had that card and Mm -hmm. i just go right minato like, okay, he's got two key, but um, if I could do that against yeah. Minato, it means he's not hitting me with that damned anchor. You can't target... Uh, uh, yeah, because you, which also choose. means you're actually even safe from uh, him spinning the anchor. Yeah, because that's a ranged attack. Yeah. yeah. One interesting thing I found with this, which is uh, something I kind of want to look into, but I have no idea how at the moment, but when Buto have this, they often choose somebody that they're very likely to beat, so they, they pick somebody who's uh, one key, and they're likely to beat them, and it's not a great uh, advantage to the game, but yeah. it's a very uh, reliable uh, debuff that they can put on somebody. Mm. Um, yeah. Suki often uses this on people who where it's 50-50. They've both yeah. got two key, and she, the only advantage she has is being active. So um, it's it's kind of weird like that, and uh, I, I don't maybe you guys have, have played it differently with Buto or whatever, but Buto's uh, also inherently cause fear. Just not very high fear. Yeah. So making someone cowardly is quite valuable. They're also inherently tanky, where Tsuki is really not. So I think that's probably why it pushes you to try and neutralize large threats. Yeah, whereas than... Butos can use it to bully someone. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, look, cowardly is good, but she's not causing fear. fear. But if she activates at the same time as her wolves and gets one of those wolves to charge, uh, then. Cowardly against fear six is going to be rough on you. Yeah. Yeah, and it also means that she can move into melee with someone, hit them, and then that model can't initiate a melee exchange back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think there's some really interesting stuff in there for a two rice uh, card. But you definitely start building your list around. You well, need not, you, no, but it's more that you need to have a plan for what <clears throat> you want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's easy to buy that card and then forget about it, and or, or 
waste it even if you remember it really it's yeah. like it's uh it's definitely um i'm going to it's, it's not necessarily build your list around it but maybe build your tactics around it at least for the middle of the game maybe sort of turns three yeah 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 you need you, you you need to keep it in mind for when you when you plan out what you want to do for the turn I think. Yeah, it might even be the point where you, you're going to have to roll this before you can work out what you're going to do for that. Yeah, it's, it's a hit yeah. confirm ability. It's like, did this work? Yes, no. If no, then I have a completely different plan. So that's interesting. Cool. Okay, so let's hit the last <coughs> um, the last card. Uh, so this is Primal Howl. I've had a lot of interesting feedback about this one, so I'm interested to see what everybody thinks. Oh, so it's four rice card. It can only be used on this theme, and it's an event. When a model uses the pack trait, the other models that activate do not remove activation counters. This activation, um, uh, okay. So cost four. Yeah, could be a trap. When I mean, no. If it works, it's glorious. I mean, it's it's. It's almost inherently not a trap. No, which is, it uh, makes you better at what you want to do. It could be a list-building trap, is my yes. point. You could go, oh my god, I have to take that. It's incredible. Four ice is expensive, but it's not for what it does. But it might... You might find yourself limiting you lose, what you could you, do. You otherwise. might lose flexibility yeah. in your gameplay because you're focused on setting up Primal Howl. On the other hand, if you can get it to work, it's glorious. I mean, I quite... Okay, so my thing for it is... You take it and you you use it with Suki. Yes, if, you, if you're using it with three models, uh, so two models aren't yeah. removing activation counters, that's great. If you use it with Gorak, you, it's not worth four rice. No, you you save one activation time, but it's probably not worth probably it. not worth four rice. Um, and well, yeah. Uh, hmm. So, I mean, I can see it being really like okay. So you get the other two models to shoot, but now they can still reload. Yeah, and, and shoot or reload and then. Stab. Move around. Or, no, who knows? Like, yeah. loads of flexibility there. I like it. Um, and then but... they're not locked into a combat that they then have to get out of. Mm. So one of the big things uh, that I was worried about, which I think I kind of unworried myself about it, but we'll see how it goes, <laughs> uh, is that obviously you can charge with the pack trait. So yeah. if Suki just nominates two decent models, maybe Nubo. Oh, yes, you and, could uh, you could save Dorak. four tokens. Yeah, they both charge. Uh, and she can melee maybe. Um, then you're yeah you you you're essentially four tokens up. You've got two yeah. completely I, rested guys who have just ha- having having played lists that are based around the idea of getting stuff to charge. Ah, uh, it sounds scary. I'm less worried than I would have been been earlier. It's I, hard to make work. I yeah. I mean. I think it was discussed at some point that maybe you restrict it to, uh, you know, they, they they remove one fewer activation token than, mm. than they would otherwise. So you could make your charges cheaper, but yeah. not free. Um, yeah, I, I did look at that and I decided in the end, um, like I hope it works, uh, <laughs> uh, that setting up a double charge where you haven't just essentially given away those two models as well because you you know you're charging forward into the enemy you're not particularly well supported mm. um and they're not very tanky models um setting that up to work correctly is much harder than it is if you want to shoot or even just do three models doing melee yeah, yeah. Uh, so um if you can do it you get a much better reward for it by having so many more um 
I think it's particularly interesting with, with, with the wolves, because uh, then you can like, force two fear checks on, on people, but I think you're probably wasting it if you're using that just on the two wolves. Mm. I mean, like so many other things, because of the scenario, it's so dependent, but mm. um, it's a very interesting card. I think it'll take practice for you to actually get four rights worth out of it without sacrificing, like Jason said, like if you mm. charge in, it's great, but you might have sacrificed the model. Hmm. Even if they didn't spend activation tokens. And that's risky. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what people do with that. So that's the box set, isn't it? So you've got, uh, well, you've got the, you've got two male models, you've got three female models, and you've got two wolves as well. So seven models? Yeah. It's pretty good. So there is one more model, one more card in the, uh, in the folder here. Which uh, I think we probably have got time to rush through him. Um, Just about. Yeah, it will be dinner time. Well, it is dinner time for my boy right now, so we all eat after him. But uh, yeah, so let's see. I mean, he's got quite a lot of stuff going on. So let's see if we can barrel through him um, as quickly as we oh can. Oh my lord! Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, Twenty-five rice, Tanaka Katsuo, and the Tanaka Air. So, uh, samurai and wolf types. He is melee skill five, and he can boost it for three. Uh, he's got move four, and he can boost that. Uh, sorry, uh, range attack four, and he can mm-hmm. boost that for three. He's got move four, four, and he can boost that for three. And he is two key eight. He comes in at six wounds, and there is another profile, the cub. another wound track, the cub, which is two wounds. Um, Let's talk about that before we talk about anything else. So under unique effects, Cub. The Cub has separate wound boxes to Katsuo. Mark wound boxes as usual from left to right. You must mark Katsuo's wound boxes first. This model's last stand trait triggers when either Katsuo's six wound boxes or the Cub's two wound boxes are all marked. Ball or sword. And Now if anyone was unaware of the inspiration of this, they're probably going to get it. Uh, this model has the aware and defensive traits, while the cub has unmarked wound boxes. Okay. You may choose to lose this model's aware and defensive traits in a melee exchange, but if you do, any damage done to this model will be applied to the cub's boxes instead of Katsuo. When this model uses its last stand trait, it gains activation counters up to the maximum of two, and all its attacks are critical attacks in addition to any chosen special ability. So this is like this is the crux of the model really is he's escorting this uh, this child which makes him defensive and aware mm. but if he chooses to to risk it uh, he, he can lose those abilities uh, and make him quite terrifying all, all, of, he, all of the numbers on him, on him are frightening by the yeah, way yeah but at that point all of a sudden he's only got two wounds yeah um, so yeah this is this, uh, it's interesting um Let's run through the rest of the stuff, and then uh, Jason can uh, can talk about the various ways that this uh, found its way to this this, this like final form. Um, so we've got plus one strength katana with reach sharp one, combo attack zero, counter strike defense one, sidestep defense zero. Uh, lots of things going on. Um, <laughs> endurance fearless, indomitable five. So may as well be infinite. Uh, Last stand, yeah. uh, pack 2 slash 6 inches, prowess melee 1, range defense 2, split attack, tireless, and vengeance Takashi. 
He does not like the prefecture. Uh, he's got absolute mastery, uh, one key instant personal for each model that would cause a melee assist penalty on this model, even if it is ignored by the indomitable trait. This model gains one melee pool and one melee weapon strength until the end of the current melee exchange. So, so the takeaway lesson is don't gang up on him, it will not work. I mean, I think that pretty much is just... You might need to, but you can't. But, you know, if he's got no key, gang up on him. Sure. <laughs> Intercept, two key, instant, pulse one inch. When a friendly model in the pulse is chosen for a melee action or targeted by a charge action, this model becomes the new chosen or targeted model. If the enemy model has enough movement to reach the original model, it is instead moved into base-to-base -base with this model by the shortest route, regardless of its actual movement. So it's sort of like the bodyguard. It's a super bodyguard. It's a super bodyguard, yeah, with a short range. Yeah, it's... It's bodyguard, but backwards. They they have to move to you rather than you getting in the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. This uh, oh, there's an error on the card here. It says small, but he's on a fifty mil base. Maybe it's not an error, but it does say small. Um. So yeah, he's uh, I've yeah. not got the card, but mine says forty or fifty. I'm not sure what he's going to be. Yet. Okay. Um. So yeah, I think. I think he'll fit either on 40 or 50 when he's sculpted. Uh, it just depends whether he has the cart or not. depends how far down that uh, particular inspiration route you want to go. Um, no doubt we'll discuss that with Gordon at some point. Um, so yeah, uh, this guy's horrifying. He's uh, 25 rice, so you know, mm -hmm. you expect him to be horrifying. But he's not straightforward because he's defensive. So you're only going to be able to put two dice into attack most of the time. Yes. You're not going to get hurt because you've got three in defence. Yeah. And uh, you've also got prowess melee, so you need to, if you need to shore up three ones in defence, yeah, you can. Um, but actually, what I'd probably do is do uh, Counter-Strike defence. Yeah, sure. And just roll four dice in defence. So he doesn't have any melee traits, really, other than prowess. Mm-hmm. Tireless and, and split attack, but he doesn't have like parry and dodge no, and no, all no. of those things. So he's actually sort of straightforward in that regard. That's absolutely nothing straightforward about that. I model. think he needs to be straightforward in that yeah. in order to like be able to cope with the rest of the stuff going on here. I think actually, like you need a lot of text for the unique effects of the cub and the ball or sword um, rules, uh, but they're actually pretty straightforward. I, I'd need to see him on the table. Uh, I, I don't really have a grasp I'd, of what I'd, you'd do with that. I was scared of playtesting it, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> because I will, I wanted to playtest the wolves, and I felt that if I put him on the board, I'd be playtesting him? him, not yeah. the wolves. Interesting. Well, one, of the, one of the odd things I got from, from doing this was I, I literally just... I mean, you, people who've, who know the source material for this, this is a bit mm. of an homage, uh, will know that he literally just, every time he attacks somebody, he cuts the head off. Um, he, <laughs> he is supposed to be like... I mean... Five is a whole new number in Bushido, and he yeah. has melee five. Yeah, um, it's he is supposed to be like one of the people at the very top. Twenty-five rice models are as good as you can get in this game. Usually, uh, if you go above that, it's because you're you've got twelve wounds or something like that. Yeah, um, you're not human, maybe. So, yeah. uh, one of the interesting feedback things that we got from playtest was um i don't think he's very good offensively and i was like oh um, <laughs> we have to fix that that's where he got the intercept thing from and right. now it's it's not easy to set up but if you can um it's reasonable it, again it's about fighting where you want to fight and your opponent doesn't get to choose that 
So it's, it's like you say, it's similar to Bodyguard, but it pulls more guys into him. And the more guys fighting him, the better he gets. So um, yeah, you can use him to to siphon protect off your yeah. your models. That's so interesting. weirdly, perhaps for twenty five rise model, he's a very finesse piece. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I, I think you are right. The counter strike defense is is it's the, his offense. Is your your, your default uh, stance, isn't it? It does you, both because you can put four dice into that. You know, mm. probably okay. Um, I should say also just uh, reach and sharp one native is is uh, nice. worth worth. Oh, sorry, you cut out there. It's worth uh, reach and sharp one just on his uh, on his weapon rather than having to buy it or anything like that is definitely worth noting. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, again um, sharp is situationally uh, really useful. Uh, and there's not a lot of reach in the wolves. They they do just like their katanas. But um, uh, the, the background for this is that he's learned from the Shiho, who who do have the um, part of their sword style is they have a stabbing technique, which gives you reach essentially. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly I got distracted from the fact that he's still Tanaka. Um, he's he's got pack two six inches. I mean, that's mm-hmm. um... oh, he does all sorts of them. Um... I think he's he's a strange finesse piece. I think he's one of those models that will your opponent <coughs> will be really preoccupied with him, almost as preoccupied as you will be. Like, mm. there's, there's so much to think he, about. He will soak up a lot of attention on the board. Yeah, but I mean, I'm quite happy to never kill anything with him, honestly. Like, and just keep on popping out that counter strike defense with with six wounds, being able to put four dice in defense, and you know you should defend most stuff. Yeah, and then still being able to to do put dirt, like to the do damage. wound back on someone, yeah, um, and that's really good. And then yeah, you, with with pack two six, you can you can really put someone in a bad situation. You yeah. move in, you lose your defensive, um, risking getting wounded. Yeah, but if they haven't got reach, like, are they going to defend your five dice you put into attack? Mm. Like, probably not. No, I, yeah. Um, like okay, okay, it's me, so I can roll four ones with it. Snuggy, so okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but in theory, yeah, no, he he offers all sorts of interesting possibilities. Yeah, but because he's twenty five, it's it, you need to have a plan. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're not going to be running Suki at the same time. You might not be running Gorak. Um, oh, oh, oh! Loads of cards just popped into the <laughs> into the drop box. It's the special cards. It's all the special cards. And oh, now all the profiles disappeared from the Dropbox. Well, so no, they're back. It's all happening live. I guess Odin's having uh, having a Photoshop evening. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to. I, I'm I'm hesitant to say much more on him until I've played against him. Yeah, because I, ju- I just don't know. So he uh, he can fight for the Shiho. Like he's not restricted to this um, open rebellion theme. So it's going to be really interesting to see how he interacts with them in the future. Yeah. At 25 rise, he's a big investment. Yeah, there was a while, again, he was going to be a Ronin um, and basically just wandering around. Uh, his background is somewhere um, up on the internet. Um, yeah. yeah so people can look at that. But he, he was going to be a Ronin and basically taking the kid away from the uh, Dragon Clan um, and uh, killing most of the Dragon Clan in the process. <laughs> yeah 
There does seem to be a little bit of a microphone problem uh, still that you're you're cutting out at the end of some sentences, Jason. So uh, I think what we got there was that he was uh, killing most of the Dragon Clan in the process. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's basically him. He was going to be a, a Ronin model uh, who could work for anybody um, except them, basically. But then I think just being a Shiho focuses him a bit more and means that I don't have to look for any crazy combos yeah, that are going to set, especially s- his last stand ability or something like that. I, I uh, think he's a, yeah, he's a really dangerous model to to, to let Rome. Yeah, because he's he's so unique and weird <clears throat> that you run the risk that something. Unforeseen horrible happens, and then you have to go and fix it. Yeah, I mean, you you know now that you're not going to be having any abilities which can put durable onto a model in the Shiho clan, for instance. Um, yeah, yeah, you can imagine him with with something like tough or durable would be oh, real um, horrifying. Yeah, he's already horrifying. Yeah, I love him. I I, I look forward to to running him. Um, I think if I were to run like without outside of the theme, it might be interesting to play him. Hmm. Because uh, then automatically not going to have Suki and the two walls, which frees up the points for him. He's what twenty-seven, so thirty-three rice. Yeah. Save. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. Well, it's not really play testing anymore, but I will. Um, I'll give him a crack at some point. I think. I think people are going to see that five and shit themselves. <laughs> um, yeah. That was the idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, so we. The critical when he gets last stand, I mean, you're almost incentivized to get him killed in a turn, like maybe turn four, something like that. Mm. So, yeah, one of the uh, one of the difficult things I had was um, it's not re- exactly on theme no. for him, but you you're looking to get him killed at the right time. So you want to already spent your two activations for starters because he's going to gain two then. Yeah, gets you the most out of it. Uh, and he needs to be in a, the right position to be able to use those second two activations to crit everybody. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing that Last Stand incentivizes incentivizes getting getting killed almost. Um, yeah, his just like the, the fact that he could then have four activations in a turn. Yeah, you're right. It does break from theme because the the idea is that he would protect the cub uh, until his last breath. It's interesting though, but uh, you know, as as like the Greek gods. Like pulling strings, that player is, you know, mm. you just you you you're creating a narrative. You're not yeah. necessarily he's not looking to die. You're just looking yeah, to get him killed. You're looking to get him killed, which is different. Yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of see it as that he doesn't really get killed at the end of it. Like uh, if you if you watch the, um, it's it's more in the movies than in the the, the manga, I think. But um, every time the cub gets uh, gets hit by anybody. He thinks the cub is dead, and he goes on a killing spree and kills everybody in the neighbourhood. Oh, okay, no, that's And fits, then right. he sort of goes back afterwards, and then it turns out that the cub's just been hit and knocked out, or whatever it was. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it it kind of fits. It just you, you you kind of have to have seen the source material to see. Yeah. It. Um, but I do kind of like using the uh, the 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 mechanics that we already have in the game in different ways to sort of represent new things. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it must um, be an interesting challenge from a design point of view. Yeah, it's like the, um, I don't know if you've seen the Minamoto card that gives them um, agile and evasive, and everybody said that's not on point for Minamoto at all, yeah. but then we named the card uh, Barge Past, and we put a little bit of flavor text, and everyone was like, oh yeah, I get it. Yeah, you're using something which sounds wrong until you name so, it correctly, yeah, it's, and it's, it's just like, oh, it's it an sounds, It sounds dodgy. Like you're dodging, but that's not actually what yeah. you're doing. You just 
using their massive armor to smash you out of the way and go like, I do not care. I think this is the thing that people need to remember is that wargaming is a dis- is, is an abs- <laughs> is a distraction. I was about to say is an abstraction. Like you, you're not saying that something literally is happening that way. Um, it's you, you're representing outcomes. Yeah, and with so many traits, you've got to give them a name so we can discuss them. We yeah. can, so we can recognize what they're going to be. And they, and you don't want multiple things to do the same yeah. with different names. Some, something might have agile, but not through agility. It might have agile because it just kind of it's just it doesn't care what you're doing. It's yeah. moving out of base. Yeah. It might have evasive because it doesn't give a fuck. It's just going to yeah. walk past you, um, and that's what that card does with a minimoto. So yeah. I, I think the flavor text is 100% on the special card. Uh, yeah. Hand waves that uh, those objections. It's a little harder to do with characters, because especially this guy who uh, is Has a so full much, double-sided card. So much text already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's... Uh, I I would prefer not to have that much text on a card, but I think it does... Uh, it's all required for this. Yeah, I mean, some of the uh, misunderstanding of the the two sets of wound boxes during playtesting uh, means that it necessitates having that amount of text. Like I say, it's a lot of text, but it's a lot of text to be specific. specific. The actual core idea is very simple. It's not complexity that you're, you've created there with that, um, no, with that amount of text. Cool. Thank you, Jason, for joining us. No, it's been good. Mm. Uh, it's always good to see what people think of the uh, the stuff that I write. And, uh, <laughs> uh Looking at the the play test, it seems people have definitely been enjoying them for the play testing. And I'm I'm keen to see what the uh, the players think once they get their hands on them. Yeah, I think yeah. This, I think this is a really interesting way to like narratively introduce a new clan whilst like also doing, playing with some new mechanics and, and yeah, doing, doing some new gameplay stuff. Yeah, you're, you're drawing a nice little circle around this and going, let's play in this arena, and then you can expand it later. And... I, I like limited um, setups. Yeah. It allows, well, you, it allows you to do more things. I, I think it's safe to say that, I mean, Jason said right at the beginning, there will be more stuff like this. Mm. And, uh, yeah, like I, I, know, I know a little bit of what's coming, and I think there's some really interesting uh, new approaches to, yeah. to presenting uh, new models in this in this game. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. Right, well, um, we'll let you go, Jason. So have uh, a good new year. Yeah, happy new year for you guys and anybody listening. If it goes out before then, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, I doubt it. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> happy new year, twenty twenty one. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Mastercrafter Miniatures. If you go to mastercrafter.co.uk, you'll see a bunch of custom shoulder pads for Space Marines, as well as some weapons and some hands for customizing them as well. But perhaps more interesting to people listening to this particular episode, you'll find a load of scenery pieces and accessories for Bushido. And hopefully by the time that you listen to this, there'll be some new token sets up on the website in acrylic, MDF and bamboo. They're uh, double-sided, so you don't do that whole thing where you're searching through your bag or box of counters for the, the right one, having to flip all of them as you go. You'll notice the Bushido tokens are split into three categories. Tokens, markers and counters. Each one of those has its own shape, so that gives you at least a starting point for trying to find them. I also sell some zones for the different scenarios and, of course, uh, objectives in the form of Gorinto. So yeah, if you like this podcast, please go and check out mastercrafter.co.uk. 
also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, all the usual places. And hopefully if you like something, uh, you'll buy it and help me pay my mortgage. Cheers. Find Robot Dice Explosion at robotdiceexplosion.com, at rde underscore podcast at Twitter, and Robot Dice Explosion on Facebook.